Have you ever wondered if there are really people out there that heal from PTSD? If you have, you're not alone, and that's why in this week's podcast, I wanted to share a very special interview I did with a client of mine at the end of last year. Listen to his journey, and you'll see that recovery is possible for anyone who's willing to put the work in. And stay to the end of the interview to learn how you can experience the joy of healing from your PTSD. I'm Andreas, and I'm, I've been in the program for, I don't even know, I think two years, maybe two and a half years. Um, I came across it because uh, Kayleen and Brad were actually doing like, well, you and Brad were doing <laughs> like um, podcast style YouTube videos about it. Um, well, actually, I came across it in a group on Facebook and then I started following the podcast and we were deciding, man, should we, this looks really good. I was suffering so much. Um, and we really needed just something to help me. Um, we were trying anything we could find, anything I could afford for years, um, just trying whatever I could do um, to get better. And just, I mean, like we were listening to your podcast and everything that you were saying, you and Brad, just was already helping, like just all the free content you're giving us. It was just already working so well. And I remember it was around Halloween because like you actually mentioned me in one of your podcasts that you, you probably don't remember this, but like, you were like, yeah, I talked to so somebody emailed me and he's like so excited and he's going to get involved. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to get involved. <laughs> and, and so I did, I did get involved and, um, and it's been like legitimately the best, the best thing for, for my mental health, certainly, but, but certainly for for the PTSD and, and CPTSD I was dealing with. And it was, it was all really, really bad. All of it was horrible. Um, so I'm so glad that I found, I'm so glad that I found you. Well, I can't say that enough, Kayleen. Thank you for saying that. And thank you for sharing all that. And I, I don't remember mentioning you on the podcast. I do remember going back and forth via email for, <clears throat> I feel like quite a while that might be, you know, a little distorted looking back on it. But I do remember going back and forth via email and I remember being like, this guy is going to do so well because you took everything that we teach in the podcast and all those little things that we talk about. And the podcasts are very informal, very unstructured, but we try to still give action at the end of every one. And like that compared yeah. to the program is like so small in regards to like the things that we talk about. And it's still like really great content, but you took that and you ran with it. And I was like, oh my goodness, like he's taking action. Like those are the people that win. And that's why we do the podcast. And you were like a big reason that we were like, okay, like this is worth it. And this is working because you were there and you were taking action. I remember going back and forth via email. So I'm, I'm so happy that you got involved for so many different reasons uh, and that you shared all that you did. And like, it's that mindset. It's that kind of personality, which can be developed. I don't want to make it sound like you have to have that. You either have it or you don't, you know, of the taking action, willing to take action, ready to take action that those are the people that succeed on this journey, like just outright. So I was really, really excited. And you've continued to take that action again and again and again over the years and throughout this journey for yourself, which is why really kind of why we're sitting here today and why you've had the success that you've had is you've continued to take that action, which is beyond inspiring. And it's, it's not easy work, but, um, but it is absolutely worth it. Yeah, I think, I think, so at first I think um, I was, you know, I've, I've lived sort of struggled with my finances and I'm, I'm saying struggled because I'm, I'm planning to not struggle anymore. 
with my finances. And I'm just going to claim that. Like, I'm going to just own my finances. And I love that. Be able to buy whatever I think I need um, from here on out. Um, but at the time, that was a barrier for me. I was, I was, was not sure about that. And so, um, but the more I just started thinking about it, I was like, you know, they're really, they're really helping me already. Like, um, they're really helping my relationship with my partner and me already. And so this is basically the cost of a college class and, but this might last the rest of my life. And so, um, that's, that's the way we began to think of it. And then just being able to separate it into payments was a really huge deal for me. And I've gotten so much out of it and I, I'm excited to stick with it for the rest, however I can talk about it in any way with people or whatever the rest of my life, because it's helped so much. Um, and, and as with regards to the action piece, I, um, I didn't think of myself as someone who took action. So I'm really glad that you did. <laughs> I'm really glad that you did. And I think what I've had to learn and I, I want, I hope other people can take this is like just imperfect action. Like, I, there were times where I would do the work um, and like watch the videos and like, um, and that was enough, you know, and, and then I would come back to it like a week later sometimes or, and, or I'd really chew on something in a video for like a week or two and really like do as much as I could with one idea for a while. Um, or I do it like 15 minutes a day sometimes. I'm like, okay, and I'm just gonna check a box that says I did this 15 minutes a day. And then if I missed a day, I would really try hard not to beat myself up and just come back to it the next day or two days later or whatever. And, and I think just like the mindset of like imperfect action really helped me you know, continue to do the work and to get through it and, and just get into the program and get into the nitty gritty of it. I think that's that's awesome, Andres. And that says a lot, right? Because it's about action and it is about imperfect action because there's no such thing as perfect action, which I think a lot of people can like make the mistake of like, okay, the, the action that I take has to be the right thing. It has to be perfect. Otherwise it won't work. And, you know, you want some guidance in regards to that and you want to be making sure that you're on the right track, you know, and at the same time, it's really important that you just take any action. And I love what you said about like a college class and like these credits never expire. You know, these are real true skills that you have um, for a lifetime. So I think that's awesome. So a couple of things I want to like definitely pick your brain on. And I think it's yeah. funny that you didn't necessarily describe yourself as an action taker at first. I think that's really interesting um, because to me it was like, okay, this like truly, this is an honest thing that I'm telling you when we were emailing back and forth and we were like, just before you enrolled, I was like, this, this is the kind of person that makes all of this worth it because mm -hmm. this is the type of person that like, is just going to hear what we're saying and put it into action. And I don't have to, you know, try to like basically fight you to, to do the things that are good for you. And so I, I just, I'm so, so proud of you for that. And again, throughout the, the years, you've continued to do that work. So, you know, th this kind of the, the goal of this, this podcast of this kind of video, mm -hmm. this interview is really to share that like wins happen. And like, if you take action, if you put in the work, you can heal, you can get better. And uh, this can be a tricky question for some people, but what do you feel like are either your favorite or like the biggest wins you've experienced as a result of doing this work? And you know, when we talk about wins and we even say big wins, we really mean all wins, but what, what would you feel like are your, either your favorite or the biggest wins you've experienced? Um, probably the biggest win right now in my life is Cause I still, I still have like stress. Like yesterday I was crazy stressed. Um, but 
but the biggest win is just knowing that I have the tools to like figure it out and to get through it and really shift those beliefs and really understand where that's coming from and to actually do something about it and not just be like, well, I'm stressed and that's the way my life is right now and that sucks and oh well, like, no, I really, I actually have manageable tools to work on my stress and not not just like, I'm gonna have to deal with my stress, but like really love those parts of myself that are hurting and struggling and holding on to really um, like intense stories. So just probably the biggest win is just like, I'm gonna be okay, like really, um, and actually, um, and, and feeling that most of the time. Certainly like there are days where, you know, I'll have a hard day and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do this, but, but like it really always kind of comes back eventually to like, no, I actually have these tools and I'll be okay. And there's like this whole program that I have and there's this whole list of things I can do. And Kayleen has so many tools you know, and, and Brad and, and now I do, cause you've, you've shared that with us. Um, so. I think that's awesome. And I think that really speaks to like just human nature, right. In general, it's like life changes, situations change, circumstances are all over the place. Right. And so we, as human beings, I think are in this constant state of flux and constant state of change, which means like there'll always be new things for better or worse. There's always going to be great things ahead and there's always going to be hard things ahead. And I think, I really love that you share that as your biggest win is like now you have these tools in your pocket and you have the skills that go along with them to use them to implement them and for the rest of your life you can use those and you can have those because you're never going to not face challenges in your life right there will there's always going to be challenges ahead and it's it's you having these skills and you having these tools that allows you to kind of even though in some moments it doesn't feel like it but like face it with confidence and with the certainty of like everything is going to be okay because i can do this so i think that's that's a really 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 special share yeah i i feel like kind of a new person like going back into my career and there are daunting things like you know i i own my own business and you might have experienced this when you started but just like taxes and what if people complain and what if people hate what I do and what if ah, the what ifs kind of get in my head and and there are daunting things like there are scary things potentially ahead um at least maybe they feel scary now um or they have felt scary but like but but always coming back to that groundedness of like I have the tools to to work with the, work with whatever comes my way now um is is everything like it just having that confidence is so is so profound um because just kind of stepping into this new part of my career and new part of my life it i am i i'm very much like like a kid almost like i'm i feel like i'm more like 21 years old or something like that because i didn't i didn't really get to live my 20s um without trauma <laughs> and so i feel like so in some ways I've skipped a decade and I'm coming back to that like newness and that youth and um, and I just want to embrace it and, and and have that confidence. So it's exciting. I think that is absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And affirmations are still something I use in tax season, <laughs> you know, so so that's very <laughs> and it's, it's, it's actually it's kind of silly, you know, in some regard, but it's also very real. Like you face these challenges, be it as a business owner, as an adult, as a parent, like as a partner that like the world doesn't necessarily prepare you for. And you can take what you, you, you've learned and like used to overcome trauma and heal from trauma and apply those same tools and skills, which like 
when you like break it down to like, oh, like I'm going to use these tools and skills to like figure out like how to manage tax stress. It's like, yeah, like that's what's like what I consider like bonus for this journey. So I think that's really like, yeah, or just like little things like that I never would have thought to um, to address or wouldn't have even known how to address before. Like, oh, like sometimes I have these weird fears with people in authority of my life. And I would have had, I would have just been like, well, that sucks, <laughs> you know, or maybe I wouldn't even have the full awareness to come to the conclusion that I had those fears and worries. Um, but now that I, now that I know about them, I can, I can really do something about them. So just, just like new things that you just kind of like come across um, here and there in the day to day that you are able to really work on and, and do something about. That's really awesome, you know, because we talk about, right, we call the program Broken to Unbreakable, and we talk about, like, healing trauma. And sometimes, and I'm sure you've heard me talk about this in Q&As or BTU Live or whatever, like, you know, we talk about, like, you healing to a point where you're, like, level with the rest of the world, meaning, like, you're just on par with everyone else. But that being said, like, most people have some sort of pain in their past and live at this, like, tolerable level of discomfort from things like what we would consider like little things like oh I have this like weird thing with authority or I have this like stress around tax season but the pain isn't bad enough for them to seek help for it so they don't have the tools and skills to manage it and that's one of the really things and I don't like to romanticize this journey but I love about this journey is that you can go beyond right you can go beyond just normal you can go beyond uh, and and truly live a life that's like extraordinarily fulfilling and have the confidence to deal with all those, those, what we would consider like little challenges compared to, you know, everything else, but still just as important. So I think that's super duper special. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, for some people, there's like a moment that is very, very clear and defined for them where maybe it's watching the content for the first time enrolling in the program. Maybe it happens later in the program where they have this kind of turning point where the belief really shifts from like, okay, I can't heal from PTSD to I, like, okay, healing actually is possible. Like full healing is possible or something along those lines. Do you feel like you had any turning points like that or that turning point at any point during your life or during this journey? Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to be honest. Like when I first started doing the program, I, I had so many doubts and I'm sure a lot of people do. I was just like, I, I just don't, like I've tried everything. I just don't know that this is going to work, um, but I'm just going to do it because I don't know what else to do. Um, and, and, you know, my intuition brought me to you. And so there was that piece that I held on to just like, like something brought Kayleen and Brad to me um, and Broken John Breakable to me. Um, but like, I kind of, I got to the protectors module and I've talked about this a little bit with you before, but, um, but I'll share a little more today. Just like, I got to the protectors module and like I did it one night and I was like, cool, whatever. Like, I think I've sort of heard stuff like this before. Um, I don't know. And so I listened to it and I was like, that's cool. That's cool that there's like a process that whatever. Um, and then the next day I had like a really like my triggers just came up, like my normal things that I was dealing with. And um, I was getting ready to go see my parents and I was like, oh, I just really don't want to see my family and like feel this way. I wish I could just be better. And so um, I just was like, well, I'm going to go try some protector work. I don't know. I don't, I guess that's where I am in the program. And I guess maybe this will help. And, and 
I started doing just the step-by-step, the step-by-step, excuse me, I started doing everything step-by-step in the protector module and, and the stuff that you shared. And like, it just began to go away. It just began to clear. And I just thought, wow, like if this is, this is something that I've never been able to just really overcome um, that quickly. Like it was, um, and we're talking about triggers that would last days. And then when they would go away, like at any moment they could come back, you know? And I mean, it was so bad. It was, it was beyond terrible how bad um, my PTSD and my CPTSD was. And the, the pain I was living with every day and how I couldn't really explain it to anyone and how, how like so few people like really connect or like really got it. Um, or could understand what I was going through and like just didn't get why I wouldn't like go to parties or like well, why like my friends didn't understand why I was like subdued sometimes or maybe they just thought it was normal maybe just they just thought like oh Andres has his ups and downs and they didn't understand um but just to be able to finally find something that really worked just so quickly um and you know get me through through something that I was I was facing daily, um, that really changed everything for me, um, and I think that plus just you know the fact that like you you had gone you had gotten through PTSD and then you had named a bunch of other people who'd gotten through PTSD early on in the pro you know I forget in, in one of the first um, modules there's sort of a section where you talk about people who've gotten through really hard things. And so I think between those two uh, moments or those two, that the knowledge of people have, having gotten through and then that big moment of my protector work just really helps solidify like, okay, this is possible and I, I can do this and um, I just got to keep doing it. And I was able to see my parents that day. And I mean, I wasn't perfect, but I, it was just so nice to kind of go and have that be just like a, more carefree experience than just like holding on to something while I'm having to interact with my family. I think that's, that's amazing. And I I love that that resonated with you, like that tool specifically doing the protector work. And it definitely seems like through the interactions that we've had, it definitely seems like that's a skill that you've continued to build and built a pretty strong skill set doing that work, which I think is really, really cool because that's that tool specifically, I would say is like the most wholesome in regards to healing um, and also like kind of the most discreet and the most non-invasive. And so like having those three qualities in a, a tool is really super duper special. And it also works like when you can get it and when you can build the skill more and more, obviously this depends on a few factors, but it works fairly quickly, which is really neat. And so that's definitely one of my favorite in the program. It's it's one of my favorite to teach. And, and to be honest with you, I was like really apprehensive about teaching it to people because I wasn't sure how to teach it without, for lack of a better term, and I don't particularly love this term, but like sounding crazy, right? And so I was like, I don't, I don't know if people are going to get this. Like, I get it, and I know what I'm trying to say, but I'm not sure that I know how to like portray that information. And I'm glad it landed, and it lands extremely well with everyone the way that we've and Brad and I kind of built that module together, as with all the modules, right? But I remember like just going around in circles basically for hours trying to figure out how to portray that information so that it would land the right way and it wouldn't be like that's nuts i'm skipping that um so i'm really glad that 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 resonated in that 
ended up being a skill that you you built that's super special and then that you were able to go from that triggered state to doing that work this is where you're an action taker right you're like okay i'm in this triggered state okay like i guess is where i'm at like ready or not like we're just gonna try this right and then being able to not be perfect but go and then have the interaction that you plan so that's super cool yeah yeah i'm i'm glad that was available um and I'm glad you guys figured out a way to really communicate it and simplify it because um, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of um, material out there with people who really try to explain that type of work. And um, and it is, I mean, like it is, it, you really have to have an open mind with it and, and to understand that like um, there are different parts of our experience. Like um, when I was 13 years old, you know, like that that's a part of me. You know, when I was, when I went to my friend's wedding and, and I had a hard time there, you know, that's, that's a part of me or, um, whatever that, whatever experiences people have, those are all parts of them. And so when, when they can explore and understand those parts that have, that haven't, have yet to be integrated, I think, um, and just really love them, like really love those parts, really instead of like pushing them away, like society tells us to like really push our emotions away or just kind of move on. And like, it, the more you move on, like the easier it'll be or like time heals all wounds. You know, we have all these things that we, we hear or, um, but we're often taught to really resist our emotions and, um, you know, and even push, and I'm even in my protector work, I can sometimes very much push and not meaning to because I have a lot of unconscious, you know, habits of like, come on, just let's go. You can do this, get better. Um, but like, but really the real work happens when you're, when you're loving and patient and accepting and can really just embrace those challenging parts of ourselves and with grace and forgiveness and love and all those things. Um, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but I'm just really glad that you <laughs> you incorporated that and could figure out the right, the proper language because it is it is a complicated idea to get across. But the fact that you guys could like really simplify it and um, put it in like terms that like a lot of people could really understand um, is fantastic. And I and I hope people can really have an open mind to it and and really use it as much as they can because it's so valuable and it's so helpful. And especially like you were talking with the invasive. Um, how it's not invasive, like, you know, going to see a therapist, like talking about some of the things that I was like dealing with was really hard. It, it, and even, even, in, even in that confidence and even in like a space where someone obviously isn't gonna, you know, go gossip about you. It is, it can be just like really hard to even articulate like what's going on. And, um, but when it's happening inside and when you can like do your own work to really heal those things um, without anyone else around it, it's, um, it's really helpful. It's, it's so nice to have that tool. I think that's awesome. And again, I'm like super glad it resonated. And one thing that you said that kind of, for lack of a better term, struck a nerve, you said, you know, it definitely feels like a society, like, and I, I do believe this is changing. And I think we've seen this change already throughout our lifetime, but still very much like, okay, forget about it, move on. And actually what came to mind, I'm going to make an assumption that you've seen the Lion King. <laughs> so the Lion King, right? Yeah. Good assumption. You know, uh, you know, Simbo goes through all these things when he's like a cub or whatever, and then he runs away, he finds Timon and Puma. And what I think is interesting, because it's a super cute story, and I love it, and I love everything about it. I was reflecting on it yesterday. And, you know, he goes and he finds Timon and Puma, and they're like, Hakuna Matata. 
And, you know, basically what they're saying is like, hey, Simba, have you tried just like not worrying about it? You know, but he just went through all this like extreme trauma. And of course, that doesn't work long term. Right. So what does he need to do long term? He needs to go back. He needs to kind of, you know, heal basically long term, which I think is like not explicit throughout the film, but still something that happens, you know, because just like, you know, they basically say just like, don't effing worry about it. You know, yeah. um, but it, that doesn't work. Um, so I think that's really neat that you mentioned that. And if you're willing and you certainly don't have to, what do you feel like, or do you feel like there, there was a certain mindset or any moments in your life where you were able to start to make that shift for yourself? And would you have any advice for someone else? I know specifically I hear more often from men than women, uh, like just saying like, it just feels like I'm supposed to be stronger. I have to be stronger. I'm not supposed to feel, or do you have any two cents or anything like that on that? Sure. Like, I'm just going to take a moment to think about this because I have to like put, in a, put a thought together. For sure, yeah. Yeah, like Brene Brown talks about really like vulnerability is, is strength, right? Like we, and I think like when I think about like my, my family history, like the men in my family, they did, like they really did have to be, and this is, this is the grace and the, the love and compassion that I, I've had to kind of come to. Like, they really did have to be very strong and fierce for generations and for years, you know, because, you know, I, I grew up on a ranch, you know, and they had to grow their own food and they had to probably, you know, humans, we've had to fight off animals and people and we've had to go through war and stuff. And so there's an element of our humanity where like, yeah, we do have like be the wolf, you know, we, we do have to kind of be very fierce and strong and stoic. And that's what masculinity is. Um, and that's what, um, and, and in many ways being American, it's not, it's not just being male masculinity. It's also like um, just an American concept of like, this is what strength is. It's just work as hard as you can, you know, better, faster, stronger, like move past your pain, like no matter what you're feeling, keep going. There's, there's that concept. Um, but like, if we can think about like our traumas as like bones or like scars or wounds, like if my kid or if not, or my nephew, I don't have a kid, but if I, my nephew had a broken um, bone, I would, I would take him to a doctor to get that bone put in a cast. Right. And so like, um, and I think it's very similar with our emotions. Like if, if there's something wrong, if there's something, you know, going on, that's, we're not able to get past like, like with the Lion King, these are good examples. Cause they're not like really intense, yeah, <laughs> things. Yeah. but people can relate to them and they can really um, attribute them to their own um, traumas. But like when in Simba, in the Lion King, when Simba's dad dies, like that's a big thing. Right. And so, and if it's really hard to get past, you really do have to go back and understand and, and deal with and work through all the um, nuances and layers of uh, what that is. And it's very similar to, to broken bone or, and so, yeah, I, and I think, I don't know, I think we've had to be fierce and strong, but I think, I think we're coming to a point in our own, hopefully we're coming to a point in our own culture and history where we're learning that like vulnerability is also strength and, um, gentleness is strength and 
taking the time to understand and love someone or love, love those parts of ourselves that are hurting um, is strength. I love the way you describe that. And I really appreciate you sharing. And what, what I feel like we're seeing more is, you know, everything's kind of on this like pendulum. Sometimes I see these concepts go from like all the way right to all the way left and then kind of land somewhere in the middle. And I, I love the way you described it is like, you know, there was a time and place for that. And there's a reason that that kind of mindset and that culture exists. And we're starting to see that swing to the other side where we're seeing vulnerability as courage and strength and, and expressing emotions and taking the time to reflect and heal as the brave thing, the strong thing to do because it's the hard thing to do and not see this this hiding and running from it as strength but seeing that as extreme pain that needs to be kind of dealt with and it what I love that you described is you validated both sides of like hey there was a reason for this and hey there's a reason for this and I think what's really neat is that there really kind of is a time and place for everything and there's room in our lives for each of those skill sets you know there's a time to be a little stoic and, you know, if you're a leader or whatever, and there's also a time to be extremely vulnerable if you're a leader or whatever, you know, there's a time and place for all that. So I love that you kind of integrated that. So another kind of question I like to ask people is, is why, why is putting in the work worth it? You know, a lot of people, they either enroll in the program or they come to me and I'm like, okay, here's what it's going to look like. You know, when we were doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, I was like, okay, here's the journey. Here's it laid out. Here's what I went through, blah, 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 blah. And they were like, whoa, that's a lot of work. And it always caught me off guard because I was like, you know, we're, we're, we're taking you from here to here, you know, you know kind of like, what do you expect? And so I, what I like to ask people who have like been through that journey is, is why is the work or why do you feel like the work is and or was kind of worth the effort and the results? Yeah. Um... I think we don't we don't often think like when it, I think we have like really kind of bizarre ideas about mental health. So first of all, like I think the reason we don't expect it it should be hard is because um, our ideas about mental health kind of hold us back a little bit, and our beliefs about that. And and I think even for me before I met you. Um, my mental health regimen was like um, in the hands of a therapist, right? Like I, I thought that like, in order to get through and pass my trauma, I had to like um, go see a therapist once a week and that would help me get over it because that's what we're taught and that's what we're fed. Um, and certainly there is a place for therapists. Like they've done amazing work. Like I saw a therapist yesterday and he helped me reframe so many things and I'm so glad I went to see him um, but it's what we take from the therapy and it's what we do with um, what we're given in those contexts um, on a day-to-day -day basis too and I think it's very similar with Broken Town Breakable like um, we certainly there are these concepts excuse me I have like an itch oh, it's <laughs> Certainly there's these concepts that I can be like, cool, like now I know this information, but it's one thing to, to like know about it. Um, and then it's another to like take it and work on it every single day because, um, and I think, it, I think it's a lot like going to the doctor, like we were almost taught very similarly, like um, going to see a doctor is um, how I deal with my health. I, I go to the doctor, but 
but there's also this uh, a lot of pieces we're missing is like no like my health is what I eat every day it's my it's my meals every single day and those my nutrition is my health and like my sleep is my health and my water intake is my health and so who I surround myself with is my health and um, my environment is my health and um, health and mental health are connected right and so if we think about um, how all these things like are connected and if we think about how like how to improve our our mental health it is is not like a one time a week type of thing but it's like an everyday experience like it's for some people for myself it includes journaling every morning and um making sure i get the proper amount of sleep you know we we glorify people in this culture who like are in in america who like work so much that they never get enough sleep um like oh i only got five hours of sleep last or i only got like three hours of sleep last night because i stayed up all night working on this project um or like I worked all day and then I partied and then, but I got up early to get back to work the next day. I'm like, we glorify that kind of uh, thing, but like, um, but yeah, mental health is every single day. And it's, and once we kind of like the faster we can accept that, I think, I think the better um, because then, then things like journaling or like, you know, Monday or Tuesday, I, I meditated during lunch because I was like, I'm stressed about a few things. I need to really just like, chill out <laughs> and so just like normalizing that is so so helpful because then um hopefully then more people will start to see mental health as an everyday type of thing and so when people are like are, are freaked out by the the notion that like this is um like a lot of work um i i don't know i i think i think it's just helpful to break it down into like small doses every single day and just know that it's a it's a journey and so, um, yeah, it's an everyday thing. Mental health is an everyday thing. I love, I love everything that you just said about everything because I think, and I, all right, I'm American too, and I've, I've traveled to other places, but never truly been immersed in any other culture, of course, except my own. And what I think is really interesting is, is all of those areas that you listed, including a few that you didn't, it, it definitely seems like the culture here at the very least is okay, there's there's one thing that's a solution and it doesn't have anything to do with the daily actions that I take like um, you know I have quite a few older family members friends different things like that who have you know had a heart attack or two or three right and in between heart attacks right first heart attack second heart attack you know have this this complete journey which is eating you know, really, really bad things and not exercising, not taking care of themselves and kind of expect that with each yearly visit to the doctor, the doctor's going to say, here's some high blood pressure medicine and that's your fix. And, and thinking that, you know, therapy once a week or every other week or whatever it is, that's the solution when really that's, well, really it's a band-aid, right? Really, it doesn't really do anything, you know, except maybe sometimes support you, not that those things don't, um, don't help. Right. And, you know, I, I heard this from a documentary I watched once on basically on the culture of the healthcare system in the United States and how to like change things. And it, it was it was about eating more vegetables and fruits, basically. Right. And so in the documentary, you know, they, they say, you know, some people would think that eating all fruits and vegetables is extreme. And the guy goes on to say, you know, I think it's extreme to have a heart attack, have your body cut in half, have this from your leg, put in your heart, blah, 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 blah. 
Some people would call that extreme, right? And it really framed it in this amazing way. And I have this little saying that I say all the time. And I, I say like, life happens in the little moments. Your mental health as a whole is a result of the things that you do each day. And Jim Rohn, who was like Tony Robbins guy, so quite, quite far displaced from the generation that we're in now, um, where Tony Robbins learned everything was from this guy, Jim Rohn. He had this saying about failure or success that said like, you know, failure is the inability to act on the things you need to daily. That's all that failure is. Failure doesn't happen in this one big moment. It happens every day and success is the same thing. So I love that you, you describe that because that is the important part and that is the important journey. And, and we need more of that, right? You can't just eat vegetables once a week and be healthy. You can't just exercise once a month and, and be in shape and look like Spider-Man, right? Like you have to, you know, put this work in. So I love that, that you describe that and that you, you kind of see that as a whole in your, in, in your life, it seems is really, really neat. Yeah. And I think, and for me, I've had really had to change my relationship with, you know, quote unquote, doing the work and doing the hard work because, um, like, for example, like going to the gym, like at first the idea of going to the gym every single day to achieve a goal can be daunting. Um, but like, and I really resonate with James Clear. I don't know if you've read his book, like Atomic Habits, but hopefully some, you know, some people, you know, that subscribe to the program or can look at some of this material because he's like, yeah, just do, do one thing, like commit to doing one thing, like a minute a day. And that's it. That's all you have to do. And before you know it, you're like kind of getting into it and you're like getting into the zone and you're like, wow, this is really like, I'm, I'm doing this. And like, you're focused and you're like kind of in flow, in a flow state. And, um, and it's so much uh, more, I guess, meaningful and it's so much more fulfilling than just like scrolling on social media all day. Um, and so I'm just really changing my relationship with work and how like we're, we're meant to really just play and get into flow and, and that's what work is. It's, it's really just a flow state. Um, and like even like doing my tax, it's so surprising. Like even, even like something is like calculating all my expenses and my income for like last year. Um, I actually would get into flow state and get it very interesting to me and I'd create spreadsheets and graphs and I'm just like, I can't believe I'm actually like doing this. And like, it's in, like, I'm wanting to get it done. Like, what is this? What, how have I gotten to this point? So it's, I'm not perfect at it. I don't, I don't work like 12 hour days, like a lot of people, but I'm, I'm learning to change my relationship with work and doing the work. And so Anyway, I hope that helps somebody out there. Just like one minute a day, five minutes a day, do something with the program, 15 minutes a day, you know, and just build on that because that's really what's helped me the most. And I, I hope somebody else, and there's science, like that's, that's, there's actually like research, that's research backed too. You can read it all, all about it in James Clear's book. And I'm not like, yeah, I just love that book. So he, I he's tell secretly people about everything. James Clear. He's, <laughs> his name isn't Andres, it's James Clear. No, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. And I, I love that you bring that up too, right? Because one of the things I say is like consistency and healing is the only magic pill. And it really truly is like, you can't, you can, you know, there, you can definitely speed up this journey in some areas, but you can't rush it. You know, you can't force it. You have to be consistent at changing the mindset and changing these habits. And, and it does, it starts small. And I love what you said about getting into flow state too, because, you know, there's this resistance we face, even if it's something we enjoy, there's this resistance we face, right? Like I play music and I remember like years ago, that's what I did for like my income. I would like play music, I'd play at restaurants 
and I loved playing music and I loved cool. writing music and it was awesome. But every single day I got up and I was like, I don't want to do, I had this resistance to actually doing it. And then once I got past that resistance, I just did it for a minute. You're like, Oh yeah, I actually kind of enjoy that. Taxes included homework included. Like you, you, you just get past that. And I think that's really special. And there was a book that changed my life. It was, um, I'm, I forget the name of it. I'm, it'll come to me. I'm sure as we continue on here, um, it, it was called the R of the art of no, the war of art is what. Yeah. Yeah. I've read it in Pressfield. Awesome. Awesome book, uh, especially for like artists and like people who like create for a living. And it was a really cool book. And that's one of the biggest takeaways I got from it is like, you know, there's always resistance. There's going to be resistance to anything that you do. And I've, I've seen like this meme online about like the resistance of taking a shower, right? Like you don't want to get into the shower, then you're in the shower and you don't want to get out of the shower. Right. And it's just like this, there's resistance to everything and life is work and work is life. And it's all play and it's all just kind of about the way that you think about it. And, uh, as, as is a lot of things. So I, I love that you brought that up. I think that's super special. Yeah. It's all just the way we view it and, and how we can shift, shift and adjust the way we view that for sure. What would you say, you know, are the, the biggest changes either like, I know you just briefly mentioned your relationship, but personally, whether it's work-wise or mindset, the biggest changes you've seen like over the past couple of years, like going through this journey from like start of this journey to like now, what, what do you feel like are the biggest changes that have kind of occurred? So when I was in the, like the thick of the PTSD and everything was just horrible every single day, like that's just the reality. I, I, I have to be honest about that. And because I think it's important for people to know how truly terrible it was for me. It was, it was just dark every single day. Um, I felt horrible. I, I did, I had suicidal thoughts. Um, and yeah, it was truly, truly horrible. And I didn't know what to do about it. Um, so that was the worst. Um, but as, as, as I continued on with the program, um, I was able, I just found myself able to like make plans and like stick to those plans, not have to cancel because of mental health. Um, I found myself working more or being interested in things that I always cared about. Like I, I've always wanted to be a filmmaker and I don't know what that journey is gonna be for me. And I still resist a lot of those things cause there's a lot of fear there that I'm working on right now. But like, um, I don't know, just like making little videos here and there or like taking more photos and um, being just less afraid of the things that I've wanted to do. Like I took up a dance class again um, a few weeks ago and I'll probably start taking more dance classes this year. Um, I, I, I used to do flamenco here in, in New Mexico. Flamenco is a big deal because we're very tied to, to Spain. And so um, there's a lot of Spanish dance here. So I start, I was doing that a few years ago and I had to stop because of PTSD. Um, and so hopefully I'll, and I don't know where it'll take me and, and but um, what I've learned is just, um, not just learned, but what I've been able to do is just like, you know, schedule things with people and like follow through with plans and also just enjoy the process. Like not, it's not always about the end result. It's, it's always just about the process. Like I go to dance class and I'm just like, even if I never perform, which obviously I hope it would be nice to perform or do something someday. Um, I'm just enjoying this process right now. I'm enjoying the fact that I can 
be in shape and like um, create forms that I haven't been able to since I was like in my twenties or since I was a kid. And so, or just like conceive of video projects and even help other people. Like I, I work with other entrepreneurs, like I'm gonna help, hopefully help a songwriter um, create a video course for himself now. Uh, so that's pretty cool. If that works out, we'll see. Um, but helping a brewery out with his marketing. And so I think it'll just kind of grow from there. And the more I just kind of bring all these tools that I have to everything, I, I feel like life is just really opening up. Um, and it's like I said earlier, like I feel very much like I'm, I'm brand new. Like I'm, I'm jumping into the world of my career as like a freshman. I'm like a freshman in my career and it's so exciting. <laughs> That's so beautiful and amazing. And I appreciate you sharing that, you know, about, I think that is important. And, you know, one of the things that we don't do in the program is like talk about what each and every person has specifically been through. Right. And there's a very specific reason for that. And at the same time, it's, it's, I think important for people too to like see and understand what that darkness kind of looked like at some level. And I love the way that you did it of explaining kind of that pain and where kind of the origin was, and then explaining, you know, I love that what you said about like, it's the process. Like if you fall in love with the process, your life is going to be fantastic because, you know, achieving things really isn't all it's cracked up to be anyway. The enjoyment really does come in the process. You know, you don't, when you create a best-selling album or something like that, or, you know, you play on stage at Wembley stadium and sell it out, you know, it's, it's not that moment that's meaningful. It's the work leading up to that moment. That's where the success happens. So I love that you shared that. And I love that you shared that pain because it's important to, for people to kind of, I think, see that difference. And what you said about like, this is so for, for people who are struggling and who, people who have been through this journey, like I'm able to make plans and fulfill. I'm able to you know show up for people to help people like those, I think for people who haven't been through trauma, haven't been through this journey might be like, oh, well, that's like kind of small change, but no, no, no. Those are like truly, really enormous, enormous things. And part of what make life very meaningful is, is having that connection, being able to connect with people, being able to help people, being able to dream and have visions and do little things. And just, I love the word that you're using too, of like open, my life feels very open. That's one of the things that I kind of feel too, is like, I, the way that I think of my life now is like, I have this seamless relationship in my life. There's not work and then play and then family and then time with my dog. Although I do schedule time with my dog, you know, but there's this kind of seamless interaction of like, this is my life and I enjoy it. And while there are, you know, some boundaries on things, I just get to take it all in and just get to be here for all of it. And it, it, and it feels very open like that. So I love the way that you describe that. And I appreciate you for sharing that that kind of experience from from then to now is super super special yeah it was crazy and I mean you might even remember like our first few calls I was I was crying on the phone I remember just like in so much pain just like I remember one time you said to me like yeah just keep going you're gonna get you're gonna you're gonna like it's gonna be a 180 and I like I didn't believe you I didn't believe you um and but it was true I'm like gosh I I can't it was truly horrible. <laughs> I, I can't stress that enough. And, and I think, um, and you know, I've told other people about this program too. And like, um, like my friends um, that are struggling and, and hopefully someday some people will pick it up and start doing it. Um, but yeah, but like, I, I don't know. I think, I think sometimes, and I think that's why storytelling is so important. Like you, you get to see and you get to know like where people were versus where they end up. And, 
hopefully where they end up is like in this new, amazing, beautiful place. Yeah. And I love, I love what you said there, right? That storytelling, I think that's what connects us sometimes as human beings. And, you know, it's a, it's a part I purposefully leave out of everything that I do is that the intense trauma story, you know, and the way that I describe it is like, I tell my journey, right? So I tell that journey of like, you know, here's how I ended up on my kitchen floor at rock bottom and how I kind of dug myself out of it. So we can have Mm -hmm. a little bit of that without, you know, like everything. Um, And it, it is super, super special to, to be able to relate to those stories and, and, and hear yourself in that story. And I think that's what I want people to hear most, you know, doing these interviews and, and having this conversation is, is, you know, no matter what place you're in now. And I love that you said you didn't believe me because most people don't believe me, which is another part of, of doing these, wherever you are now, whatever the thoughts that are happening in your head right now, however negative, however dark, however scary, there is something that you can do about it. You know, you can change those, you can heal from that. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy and it's going to happen at the drop of a hat. It takes a lot of work to do that, but the work is absolutely worth it. And I think that's the important thing is, you know, sometimes when you're in that place where you're having those suicidal thoughts or like you're, you're just so dark and you're just, you just, you can't see any light. You can't even possibly imagine that there could be change to know that, you know, I know you've expressed being in that place or a place similar. I've been in that place or a place similar, you know, while no two people go through the same thing, you know, I've been on the kitchen floor. I've been in that, in that place where I was like, there is, there is nothing after this. Like there cannot be relief from this pain. And there is. And I think that's really special for people to know is that like, we're not superhuman. The people who heal are not superhuman. The people who heal have also been to those moments where they're like, this isn't possible for me. There can't be anything else because this is how it's always looked and always felt. So I, I really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. And you know, like, I think that was one thing that helped me find you, or rather, let me back up. When I found your original Facebook group, um, I think it's a more public one that I'm not sure if you still have it or whatever, but like the main, the biggest rules were like, don't go into detail about your trauma um, because it could trigger someone. And it's true, like it, it could hurt, it could bring stuff up for people like why, it's not worth it, why, why do that? Like, um, and I think that was really important for me um, because I had been in situations where, um, like a group therapy situation where it was so, like it was so unhealthy, like um, people were sharing stories and like, it's just not necessary for healing to like be, be able to like, um, share every detail of your story. In fact, it, it makes it worse sometimes because it's bringing you and potentially other people through their own stuff all over again when they don't need to be, it's unnecessary. But what is necessary is uh, having a way to process uh, trauma. And the good news is there's a few, quite a few ways, so. Yeah, that's so special. And it's really interesting to me, to me now, like looking back at uh, you know my life and my experiences and hearing that, similar experience of like, I went to therapy or group therapy or some sort of support group. And it like was kind of damaging. And it's, it's really interesting to, to now be on the other side of it and be like, well, like, duh, you know, like, like, of course, right. Like, why are people doing that? Um, And, you know, to put yourself in situations where you're going to be hearing negative stories, including, and I, I by no means mean to paint this with a bad light, but like AA or SA or NA, you know, the Alcoholic Anonymous kind of um, groups, you know, a lot of times that's what you're seeing there. Like, here's what was hard for me this week. Here, here's the thing, the things that almost triggered me, whether they did or they didn't. And you're hearing these stories and, 
you know, that's what you're inputting into your mind. And it's, it's not necessary for healing. And I love that you said that, because I think that's really important for people to know, you know, if you're in a group, if you're in a situation where it's just tell your story, tell your story, tell your story, hear other people's stories, hear other people's stories, that's not necessary for healing. And I always encourage people to trust themselves. You know, if you're like, this is hurting and this doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. And it's okay to trust yourself because there are other ways to do this. And one thing that we're really strong on is the independent healing and it doesn't mean you heal on your own and you never have any support. It means you know how to do the healing without the help of others. And that's pretty important because you're with you more often than you're with anyone else so that you always have those tools and skills to call on uh, when you need them. So I think that's, that's super special that you shared that Andres. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think we, we want to feel like there's other people around in, that are also suffering. You know, we want to have some kind of camaraderie with um, what we're going through and to see that other people might also be going through something very similar to us. And so maybe that's why, you know, places like AA or the group that I was previously involved in that wasn't healthy. Um, maybe that's why those groups exist because they want to bring people together. And like the intention I think is good, but I, I think just, um, but I think that the main thing is like, we don't have to share every detail about our whole story um, in order to heal. Um, but the camaraderie is already there knowing that like, okay, we're all in pain together and we can, um, and knowing that we have a way to get to the other side now, that's, that's, that's gonna be the thing that's gonna bring us together. And so that's the amazing thing that BTU has. Yeah, I'm, and I'm so grateful to be able to facilitate that because I, I share all the time. I wasn't sure that it would work. You know, I wasn't sure that we'd be able to build a community of people who would have that mindset and focus on that because, you know, there, there is this, this craving and this need for validation and there, this need for like, I need to know that I'm not the only one going through this. But there are ways to do that without doing more damage, which we've, hmm. and I'm grateful we've been able to do this. And Brad was the enormous, enormous push and kind of creator of this we've been able to kind of tread that line and be able to come out on the positive side of it where it's support and guidance without having any of the, the damage, which is really, really neat. Um, and at the same time, I love how you shared, right? Like all these groups, they're doing it with good intention. They're there trying to help you. They're trying to do the right thing. They're trying to facilitate the right thing. They're not trying to hurt you. Unfortunately, that's just sometimes the result. And we need to evolve and grow. And I talk about all the time, the field of mental health and even just neuroscience is so new compared to everything else we're, we're all still we're all still in this together learning this you know i'm sure andres when you were in school when i was in school elementary school we didn't have mental health education mental health is not a word that I, I i probably didn't hear it until like high school or later and in fact it was stigmatized just even my earliest memories of the even the word mental health it was like oh there's something wrong with someone like they have a problem you know and and i don't know and it was stigmatized and I mean, I have my own ideas about why and all that stuff, but like it was, yeah. So, but as, as adults now, as grown millennials that we are, <laughs> which I'm, I love that we have that in common. Um, Me too. We can kind of shift those stories, you know, and, and I think millennials are doing a good job of that. I'd have I to hope. agree with that. Mm -hmm. uh, among other things, we yeah. take the rap for a lot of things that we, we yeah. shouldn't. Um, Let us have this one thing. Everyone. Yeah, we have this one thing and we're doing great. <laughs> and I think that's so cool. I have this conversation with Brad all the time. We've watched this conversation change. Like 
even in just the last five years. I mean, mm-hmm. we've watched this conversation change again and again and again. And for, for it to start with no conversation, a stigmatized conversation. And now here we are where we can, I saw something the other day, my friend sent me something like Harry Styles was on stage somewhere. I think he lives in California. Maybe that's not true. Whatever. He was doing a concert and he was like, Hey, my therapist is here, you know, like just like little things like that. Like yeah. we're destigmatizing mental health and therapy and, and just being hurt, being traumatized and everyone is hurt. And I think we're starting to see that and see how important that is. And I'm, I'm so grateful to be the generation that we are because it feels like we're spearheading it. Um, and, and doing a lot of amazing, amazing work as individuals, which will definitely help the next generation. And I think we're laying a lot of great groundwork. So I love that we have that in common too. I think that's so nice because most most people that we work with are quite a bit older than us. And uh, sometimes I'll just throw out like a little joke or something and, and it just it just won't land. <laughs> <laughs> they just have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, so I think that's super special. Yeah. You know, what would you say to to someone who's either on the fence about either enrolling in the program or really just on the fence about again, kind of coming back to this and I I don't mean to be repetitive, but is this work worth it about starting the journey in any sort of way? Do you have any two cents there? Yeah. um, I just really try to like in our Facebook group, um, I just, every once in a while, I just try to go in there and be like, hey guys, like I just did five minutes today of work. It was not a big deal. And I've just been keeping track of that. And like every day, just do a little bit at a time. Um, I, I think the biggest thing for me is that like, like, please don't be like, don't try to be perfect. I think, I think like a huge message we all get, like, and that kind of is a reason we can be traumatized is that like, we feel like um, or, or that we have our traumas or that we have the things that have hurt us is we, we get a lot of messages growing up that we have to like make really good grades, do a super good job um, at everything we do. And like, you know, if we're playing sports, we gotta be like the best at it and like all this stuff, but like just do a really bad job at showing up to, to BTU. Just like show up and be very imperfect at it because it, I just think like this, this work does not require you to be, to get an A. Like don't, don't try to get the, the good grades in Broken Tom Breakable. Just try to show up. <clears throat> um, and just you showing up is everything. That's, that's the grade. Um, and, and like I've, I've learned that like um, if I missed a week, if sometimes Kayleen, I would miss two weeks and I'd come back to it and just, just start again where I left off and pick up where I left off and have that grace and love for myself. Um, knowing that like, if like Kayleen, I, like if you were here, you'd say, hey, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're doing this again. Because you wouldn't be like, why did you miss two weeks? No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say that to me. You'd be like, hey, like things happen. You're hurt, like, of course, but I'm so glad you're back and you're doing this again. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I just wanna invite everyone to be just show up and be really bad at <laughs> just just show up just That's do the work beautiful yeah it really really is and i love like just so i i heard this from a mentor that we we used to listen to a lot like 90 percent of success is showing up just show yeah. up right and you're not going to get any judgment for for missing weeks and there's where you can really apply hakuna matata don't worry about the last two weeks doesn't really matter you know mm-hmm. that you missed it it's all part of the process and we're just glad that you're here so i, I really like that 
And, you know, what I've been say saying to people more recently in, in the past couple of years, specifically to this journey is like, you don't have to cross every T and dot every I. Like, yeah, there's a structure, there's a framework. We give you tools, we give you skills, we give you worksheets. You do not have to cross every T and dot every I. And I didn't realize that that was kind of something that I, as, as a coach and like a teacher portrayed, you know, this kind of very intense, like make sure you do the work, make sure you follow through, like all these different things. You'll see that change when we, you know, update the program again is, you know, I didn't realize that my type A personality could come across as like, hey, you have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And so that's something I've, I've changed over the years is like, now ho hold on, you don't have to be perfect. You know, it doesn't matter what, you know, what color you, you do this in. It doesn't matter if it's messy. It doesn't, you know, I want you to do it in order, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You don't have to cross every day. You don't have to dot every day. You just have to show up and keep trying and you'll get there if you do that. And that's yeah. the most important thing. And I think like you're, you're already there, you know? And so your heart is that you really just want to like take people and bring them with you. And you really just want to want people to like get to where you are. And I think that's incredible. Um, and, and they will, if they, if they do, if they show up and do what they, you know, if they do the work. Um, so, so it kind of makes sense that you're going to be like, you know, you're on the other side of, of the pain, you're at the healing aspect. So you're a lot more like, I, I'm at a point where I dot my I's and I'm at a point where I cross my T's. And, and it can be a little like hard for people to like connect that, like that's, that's where I'm gonna be. It's not like what I have to be every single day to get there. Um, and so that's why I just keep saying like, show up and be messy at it. Just don't try to do a good job at it. Just try to show up and do it. Yeah. I love that. And like, sometimes I say to myself, like, be a human being, like, you're not a robot. You are a human being, mess up, forget to show up to something like, be a human being above anything. And don't forget that you're a human being. And I mm -hmm. think that like, that helps me even still give myself a lot of grace and just being like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Not everything has to go according to plan all the time. Case in point, our interview, right? Like things are going to go wrong and it's all right. Like, you know, I try yeah. to these days, especially more and more, just like pack everything in and like just do one thing after the other after the other and and don't always leave a lot of time to just be human and, and be like you know what today i just i don't want to do this um and i think that's that's really important you know be human be messy show up and and it, it'll all work out and and that's the way that you can really truly make it all work out is is by doing that that show up yeah show up as you are as you are super beautiful super super special one more question for you and we can talk about whatever um we're gonna talk about when you when you're coming to new mexico <laughs> i need a piece of art and i'm gonna okay. send you a picture i really do need a piece of art and i think that i think that you have the piece of art that i want i have a feeling okay. um so we'll talk about that and we'll talk about trader joe's in one second yes um and we, we kind of already touched on this. So you, you can let me know if, if we're repeating a little bit. But one of the things I like to ask people is, is turning points in recovery, right? I asked you a little bit about, you know, your belief of this isn't possible to this is possible. And you mentioned a few things. Do you feel like there were, there were any significant turning points in your recovery that you'd like to kind of share? And they can be beliefs or they can be action. They can be in your relationship or, or anything like that. Yeah, like, certainly the protector one was the biggest. Um, absolutely, just like, 
oh man, like this actually works. It's, it's healing something that like, I didn't think was possible. Um, and then I also, had been struggling with like this, I'm trying to think of a way to put it so that people can connect with it better. Um, yeah, I'll just say it this way. I had been struggling with this thing that made me feel really bad about myself since I was very, very little um, and made me, it would cause like extreme depression um, in my life. And, you know, this past year, I've been really working on that thing and that, that um, belief or those set of beliefs that kind of conflate into this thing. Um, and again, it was another thing that I was just like, this just feels impossible to get through and heal and work through. And, um, and so there's definitely that aspect, but I think, I think that even the, the biggest maybe the biggest thing to come back to sort of is like that I, I perceive the possibility of having, I can conceive of the possibility of having like a career that I've dreamt of since I was a kid. Um, because throughout my whole twenties, I keep like wanting to do things with my life, but just feeling like I fall on my face so much with my mental health and my PTSD and CPTSD and, and anxiety, depression. Um, and it just felt like I'm never going to get there. I'm, I'm not going to, this is not possible for me or whatever, but, but now it feels possible. And I think that's just been a huge turning point. Like right now, like um, I'll, I can, I can see myself making a short film. I can see myself going to a film festival and like doing a Q and a, you know, I did a talk. I did an artist talk and I told you in one of the, the Q and A's or, or, broken to unbreakable live um i did a q a this summer for an art gallery i opened and it wasn't like huge but it was like something you know like i gave a little talk and i couldn't conceive of like doing some of these things um even just like a year and a half ago um and so yeah and then there's just another element of like really learning how to trust my intuition and trusting like my my inner voice um, that that is a valuable voice and um, that hopefully others can begin to trust theirs too and that they know the right steps and they know the things that they need to heal their traumas too. So that's been a huge one as well. Thank you for I sharing that. Oh, more than, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, kind of, I'm so proud of all the work that you've done. Like there. It, 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 there's so many amazing moments that happen in the program and whether we share it on B2 live or, you know, just in the community or on a Q and a or whatever, like it, it fills me up to hear about the success, even the challenges, but the success and the growth and like all these moments, like kind of coming together to lead you to this moment and the next and the next and the next. And the fact that like you can see and perceive a career for yourself and like success and all these little things that make up your life and make up fulfillment is like, is so, so special. So I appreciate you sharing that. I'm so, so proud of you for doing that. And, you know, you had mentioned, what was the last thing you mentioned? You mentioned, um, oh, the, one of the things I say about the program is, you know, you, you were talking about the voice, you know, your intuition, yeah. trusting that voice, right? 
and one of the things I say about the program, right, we send you a physical set of workbooks and the workbooks are blank, right? I don't give you the answers to this journey because I don't have them. Mm -hmm. I have the questions. You have the answers. I send you the workbooks absolutely blank. There's no answer key. And I think that's a really special thing that I want people to, to know and understand is that you have the answers inside you and you have to listen to yourself and trust yourself. And, you know, the program and other things like can all help guide you to get those answers and discover those answers by asking the right questions in the right order in the right time, teaching the right mindsets, concepts, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's you that has the answers. And I think that's a really, really special thing. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that, you know, just about trusting yourself and, and that being part of this journey and, and kind of a result of this journey and an ongoing result of like listening to the intuition and, and doing these things that you enjoy and, and that fulfill you is, is super special. Yeah, absolutely. I have a question for you, if you don't mind. Not at all. Okay. So you talked about how like, sort of like your work and your life, your at-home life kind of have all really been able to kind of integrate really well together. Yeah. Uh, what does that look like for you? Because I'm definitely struggling with that a little bit, like turning, I don't know if turning my day off is the right way to put it or how to like move on from like work mode to like like life with my partner mode and whatever workout mode. I don't know. How would, how do you kind of conceive of that and structure that or whatever? Yeah. Well, I'm sure this will grow as I do, you know, as, mm -hmm. as all things seem to, right. Cause like right now we don't have any kids. We don't like, it's just us and Shiloh and like, yeah. you know, so it, it's, it's a little bit easier, I think, to do this. Um, I will tell you though, when you run a business, it, it doesn't really shut off. Um, <laughs> there's no real like switch that you can shut off. If you had told me this yesterday, I would have been like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm totally like, okay with hearing this right now for, for some reason. <laughs> and it's, and it's okay. So yeah. that's what I'll say is like, it doesn't necessarily shut off. And at the same time, there are ways that you can just like smoothly integrate into, mm -hmm. um, into your like personal life. So from business to personal life. And I think for me, uh, for a lot of, a lot of like, I guess like my career, right. It'd be like, okay, like shut it off and be here now, like shut it off and be here now. And I think that hard transition was actually of like trying to shut the switch off really kind of, it stressed me out to be honest with you. Cause mm -hmm. when I was working, I was like, Oh, like I want to spend more time with my family or my partner. When I was with my partner or with my family, I was like, I really should be working. And I really had this hard time kind of with that hard line and it felt like there was just this gap and so what it kind of looks like for me now and to be honest with you everything that happened in the last two years in regards to the pandemic and shutting things down actually really accelerated my ability to do this and get what i wanted because we didn't have a choice there was no committing there was no workout it was all here mm -hmm. everything was in this one room right and so what it kind of looks like now is I, I just have this, this schedule and this flow of things where, you know, it's, it's up and it's like personal time, it's workout time. And then it transitions from breakfast into work time without a big, a, a big, like, okay, it's 9am, it's 8am, whatever. Now it's time to buckle down. It's just like, nope, when I'm done with breakfast, I'm going to, you know, do the work that I need to do, which means there's a little room for, um, variability there so like sometimes brad and i will be having breakfast together we'll be having a really nice conversation and that'll go on maybe for 45 minutes instead of 15 minutes and so when i'm done with that i just kind of let it blend into like okay we're done with our breakfast now it's work time 
without a big necessary like change if that does that make sense yeah 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 and then a similar thing at the end of the day you know when i lay out my schedule the day before it's like okay here are the things that i want to accomplish that and i basically still do the planner that are going to make today great so that i can go and i can do whatever i want for the rest of the day whatever that looks like however much time there is and feel like hey i i left it all on the court today i left it all on the table and i did a great job and i don't have to worry about it because i did everything that would make today great and then when i'm done with that be it you know sometimes it's earlier than other times i just let myself be and do whatever I want. And sometimes that's a little bit more work, right? Maybe it's like writing the book, like extra things. And sometimes that's hanging out on the couch, reading a book or having a conversation or going for a walk with Shiloh. And so I just, I just try to, I'm not sure if it like makes a lot of sense because there's, there's not a real true actionable thing, but I, I kind of have blurred the lines on either end of the day to allow it to fit together a little bit more seamlessly, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Is that going to make yeah, sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, that, that, that totally makes sense. Like I'll, I'll be driving home. Like my parents live three hours from here in, North, in Northern New Mexico near Ghost Ranch actually, which is pretty cool. But like if, if some of our, your listeners know where that is, it's pretty a beautiful place, but like, and I'm in Albuquerque just south of Santa Fe. So it's three hours. So if I'm visiting my parents, you know, on the drive back, maybe my mind will be going with ideas and it's very exciting about new business or artistic ideas and stuff like that and I think I think there's there's a blessing to like kind of having your aha moments in the middle of the night even though you're sleeping like or whatever or at dinner time and there's also just kind of like the additional like oh no I have I have to do taxes tomorrow ah. <laughs> so I think there's probably both and in those things and you just um I saw a YouTube video that was really cool he talked about like if I find it I'll ask my partner he talked about during the pandemic like designating different things by like place versus schedule like this is my office space this is my workout space this is my eating you know this is my tv space whatever and like just going to those different spaces like actually alters your mindset or for what like the mode that you're kind of in and of course you're going to like think of different things from throughout your day and in different spaces once in a while but at least it kind of helps you kind of do that I like that. And I, now that you mentioned that, and as I'm looking around here, I actually didn't even realize that I do that. I have this like little Ikea desk. Uh, so it's like a pound and I move <laughs> it depending on what I'm oh. doing. Yeah. Um, so like if I'm working out in here, I'll like put it in the hallway right now. This is my like kind of like work mode with the whiteboard behind me. If I'm doing something like personal or studying something or reading something, I move it over by the window. So that's actually pretty interesting. And I eat at the table and I don't work at the table. Um, so that's actually pretty neat. I, I like that as, you know, and we talk about environment a little bit in the program in regards to like just making tweaks to your environment and your environment is reflective of this kind of mental state. So that's, that's an interesting way to kind of blend that is like, to me, this setup that I, and it's just, I'm just moving one little tiny desk, but this setup that I'm looking at right now, this is the work setup, even though I'm at home in our condo, right. Or like, that's the setup for studying. That's the, you know, hangout, relax setup. So that's, that's pretty neat. I really like that. That's cool. I'll find that video and I'll send it to you. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be super duper neat. And you know, the other thing about like being a business owner and like an artist, I'm sure you feel this too, is like having the middle of the night, like, wait, I have this great idea. And I like, I have to get it out and I have to talk about it. You know, I think that's part of life and that that's part of just, just being great and excellent. And like, it's one of those things that can be a blessing and a curse is like, 
I just want to sit here and have dinner with you. And at the same time, like I'm really inspired and I, I have to do this thing. And like, mm-hmm. I think part of growing into being able to kind of have all the things going at once is at least for me, it's been a, a way to, okay, I'm taking this inspiration and I'm, I'm sometimes I'll like pause dinner. I'll say like, Oh, hold on. I just need to get this idea down. And I'll, I'll like email it to myself. Brad will do the same thing where it's just like, let me get enough in this email so I can describe it so that when I go look at my email, I can say, Oh, okay, great. And like kind of feel that spark again so that I can kind of like, you know, put it to the side and then come back to this moment. So there's kind of a way to, to have kind of both of those things, which is, you know, something that that works for me. It helps you sleep better and it helps you get, get out of your head and back into the moment better. Cause if you can capture something, you're able to be like, Oh, like I got that written down on paper. Like I'll get to that someday. You know, I don't have to like think about exactly. I can expand on that later. That's cool. Yeah. Or sometimes like I'll record like a voice memo or something Mm, or even like a quick video like explaining to my future self I guess like here's the idea that I'm excited about yeah I love that I'm a millennial but I forget about voice memos all the time I'm just like right voice memos are a thing I should use those I actually conceived of a song the other day I know you're a song you you play music I I actually played the piano I don't know if you knew that I'm not I was classically trained so I like you know know how to read music and stuff but I was like thinking about a song um one day and so I just was like I need to record this. What do I do? And then I'm like, oh, right. My phone has one of these voice recorded things. So I pulled that out and like- Gotta get out the A-track. That's yeah. awesome. And what's really funny is, and I don't have it actually because I'm packed up to, to travel. Um, mm. I have, even as a millennial, a stack of notebooks. I am so old fashioned in that regard, right? Because mm. that's what we were taught is like everything's on paper. Right. And I think, I think there's a return to that. Like I think- um, I think there's a huge movement to just like writing stuff down is different than typing stuff out. It's very like, it's tangible. It's physical. You can see it. You can hold it. I think there's something to that. Like there's probably some research out there. I'm just going to say probably there's probably research out there that says that like writing stuff down is really great. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Julia Cameron says to write down stuff in a journal. So I, I typically do that. Certainly if I have a lot of stuff I need to get out, I'll just type them out. But I love that. And I'm, I'm one of the millennials that like, I used to make fun of my dad for this so bad, but then I started doing it. He like, will talk to his phone, right. To like do the text. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like stop. Like you're, you don't have to speak one word to your phone. Um, and I don't, I don't do it when it's just like one word or something like that. But sometimes I'm like, I have a lot to say and I want it in text format for whatever reason, I'm just going to speak to it. And I have apps on my computer where I just like speak to it. Cause I can't spell to save my life. And I, Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't spell. And I failed typing in, in middle school when we were like learning typing. Uh, and I've gotten much better. Yeah. Like learning typing, like you can do that as a class. Um, so I think that's, that's super funny, but I want to thank you for being on. And I do want to, I, I, we will jump into Trader Joe's in just a second, but I really appreciate you taking the time to do this and to share everything that you did, your vulnerability, your honesty, are so amazing, so inspiring. So I, I just want to like thank you from the bottom of my heart for being able to do this and just, you know, to get the chance to, for people to hear, you know, s- stories that are like them, like things that resonate with them. It means the absolute wor- world to me and to our mission uh, to be able to help people, to be able to hear, like for people to hear from people that are not me, right? Everyone's hearing from me all the time and 
sometimes people get sick of that and not so much sick of hearing from me, but you know, like you said, like, I didn't believe you. Not everyone believes me and that's okay. Right. And, and that's what I want people to see is it's not just me that's done this work and has succeeded. There's so many people that have done this work and succeeded. So I, from the bottom of my heart, Andre, thank you for being here. Thank you for, for sharing everything that you did. And I'm going to be honest with you. I keep calling you Andres and I, I'm not going to attempt the way that your name is pronounced. And I'm so sorry about that because I okay. will do so horribly, but I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah. If I was, if I spent my time correct, and this is what I tell people, if I spent my time correcting everyone, it's, I'm just going to be wasting my time. It actually becomes endearing to tell you the truth. You know, just don't call me Andres. Cause that's like ridiculous. That's how it would come out. That's like, honestly, how it would come out. I also failed Spanish in school and I don't have the, I, I, American is the only thing that I can do. I can't roll my R's. I can't do anything. So Andres is great. Andres. Don't worry about it. Andres is the proper way to, but it's fine. In my, my head, I'm like, I, I want that sound to come out of my mouth. Cause yeah. I, I feel like it's one of those things that like would feel good coming out of you know your mouth. So I think that's, that's, that's awesome. But again, thank you. And I'm super, super proud uh, of you and all the work that you've done and to see how you continue to grow and, and develop and, and get better. Yeah. I, if I want people to know that it's possible more than anything, um, going through something so bad and feeling like you can't get better, like you can't heal. Like I, if there's other people out there that are going through what I went through or have gone through what I went through, I want them to know that it's possible too. And so that's why I'm here. And that's why I agreed to do this. Cause I just really want people to get better. Like I'm sure you do too. Obviously you do too. So yeah, if there's any other things you want me to do, I'm, I'm here. I'm here to help as much as I can, as much as I have the time. I want to do that. Well, I, I, again, I really super appreciate it. And you being able to put, put your heart out there and, and say that, right? Like, that's the biggest thing. Sometimes I describe this whole journey of me being a coach and me doing everything. And, you know, like Brad talked me into this, right. I'm sure you know that. Right. And doing this is like very selfish. And it's, it's selfish in the fact that like, not that I get an ego boost from people healing is like, I wish that I knew this. And I want the people that were in or are in that situation. Like for me, my rock bottom moment was like, I describe it as like the kitchen floor moment. Right. So I was on my kitchen floor, just like a total mess, rock bottom. I know that people every day are at that moment, maybe reaching that moment, have been at that moment. And so the like selfish kind of part of me is like, I just, I want them to have that information because I know how that feels. And I wish that when I was there or before I got there, someone had this information to, to, to give me so that I, I wouldn't have to get there or, you know, I would have the skills to heal faster or sooner and all different things like that. So, um, but that's the most important thing, right? You deserve to heal. Even, even if the voice in your head is telling you, no, I don't deserve to heal. You, you absolutely deserve to heal. And that's even part if, of the healing process. Or even if people um, say that you can't heal or that it's not possible, you have to live with it or all this stuff. Like, no, you don't. Like you can, you can remember what happened. Like you can have the memories of like, you know, when my grandmother died, it was horrible. Um, and I have the memories and, and, there, you know, death is crazy. It's beautiful. It's crazy. It's awful. It's all these things mixed together. Um, and of course, I'll always have the memories of everything about her, but like, I don't have to necessarily, I don't think she'd want me to. She wouldn't want me to carry the pain with me for the rest of my life. She'd want me to live my life beautifully. Um, and so I think it's a very, it's very similar. Like we want, I think people, um, they can heal and they don't have to live with live with it and they don't have to listen to people that tell them that like it's not possible for you to heal right 
Yeah, that's, I mean, that's beautiful. I appreciate you sharing that. You don't have to live with these burdens and whether it's guilt or shame or fear, you know, you don't have to live with those things anymore, right? Mm -hmm. we, we, we know how to, how to heal from those things. And it doesn't mean that those things don't matter either, which I think that was actually a fear that I had on my journey. Like, I was like, okay, like if healing is even possible, which I didn't believe it was, does that mean these things don't, that happen don't matter? Because as much as they hurt, like I still want them to matter. I always want them to matter and, yeah. and they can still matter. And it doesn't mean you're brainwashed and, you know, erase your memory or anything like that. It's, it's this beautiful, beautiful, very wholesome process. So I appreciate you bringing that up. For sure. Glad to be of any kind of help. If you like this interview and want to learn more about the program Andres enrolled in to gain this full recovery, you can go to overcomingptsd.com slash program. That's overcomingptsd.com slash program.